Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Hello, this is Jenna Castor-Casbon from the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. And today we're going to talk about something that I realized that I haven't been talking about enough, which is how to grow your private practice. Stay tuned. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. So today, I want to talk to you about something that we really don't talk about enough, which is how to systematically grow your private practice. I've spent a lot of my energy, um, professionally and personally, helping people start private practices over the years, right? I've... You know, had courses and ebooks and a pretty popular Facebook group, the SLP Private Practice Beginners. And I kind of came to realize over the last year or so that I've really helped all these people get started, but then they didn't really have the support that they needed to grow their private practices and get to the next level whatever that means for them, right? There's no one way to be in private practice. That's what this whole podcast is about and supposed to be highlighting for people. There's also no one way to grow your private practice. I think that there's this like gold standard thing or perception of growth where someone has, you know, brick and mortar location, maybe multiple brick and mortar locations and lots of employees and maybe just SLPs, but also, you know, multidisciplinary and administrative staff and all, you know, that that's like one end of the spectrum in terms of growth. And the other end of the spectrum is just having a, being a solo practitioner and getting a couple more clients or upgrading to an electronic medical record system or starting to take insurance if you're private pay only. Though there are all these different ways to grow. And there's no, you know, one way to grow. But growth is not something that we talk enough about, I think. 
And it took me perhaps way too long to realize that. But now that I've realized it, I want to help you guys figure out how to grow your private practices. Now, over the past couple of weeks, I've been working on a framework to make this more simple and clear and easy to follow. And the framework that I've come up with, believe me, I had these more complicated ones. And then I decided, you know, just strip this down. Let's make this easy for, for people. You know, in general, private practitioners don't have business backgrounds. And so let's, let's make this simple. So if you can picture a triangle, in fact, if you happen to have a piece of paper, you just draw a triangle, like a um, one with the, you know, there's a regular triangle, a nice tall triangle pointing up. And at the top of that triangle, I want you to write the word or visualize the word income. Income is at the top of your triangle. And that's because as a business owner and as a private practitioner, your goal, the top of what you need to be doing is generating income. And that, that kind of gets a bad rap, right? Sometimes people who are, you know, especially speech pathologists really think of ourselves as helping people, people first, and then they feel like this weird guilt or, you know, have some hesitations of saying, no, I need to make, I need to make money and it's okay to make money. And it's important to make money if you are going into private practice. So income does need to be at the top of what you're trying to gain if you are going to be a business owner in any business and yes, even a private practice. So at the top of your triangle is, um, is income. Now the, the next part I want to talk about, uh, pick one of the other two points. It really doesn't matter which one. Um, in my, in my model, it's the one to the left. So I guess the, the bottom, uh, little tip of the triangle there on the left, I want you to write the word systems or visualize the word systems. So we have income at the top and systems in the bottom left corner. So systems in order to have a private practice that, um, doesn't overwhelm you and where things work efficiently and you're getting paid, getting paid on time, you're following up with billing, you're following up with referral sources, you're doing all of these things, you have to have systems. If you don't, it's going to be overwhelming. And I spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to make private practice less overwhelming for people and having systems in place to support not only their basic infrastructure, but certainly their growth is really, really important. So again, the systems can be things like, you know, having a, picking the right electronic medical record. And then once you have it, making sure you're using all of the features that you'll need to support you, having checklists in place, making sure you're following up with referrals, everything like that, it goes in the systems category. And in the beginning, when you're first getting started, you need to be the one to create all of these systems so that you really understand what the systems are and how they make sense and um, everything like that. Okay. So at the top, we have income, right? And you need income to be able to afford some of the systems, right? There's a relationship there. If you don't, if you're not generating enough income, and by income, I also just mean referral sources. If you're not seeing enough clients, 
then you can't afford to have electronic medical record systems or things like that, right? So you have to, um, even basic stuff like, you know, it's only about 10 bucks a month, but to be able to afford to have a fax service, an electronic fax service like SFAX, you still got to pay for that, right? So you have to have income at the top to be able to afford the systems that will help you run your business and eventually grow it. All right, the last point on the triangle there, um, over in the bottom right-hand side, I want you to visualize or write the word teams. Teams, so we have income at the top, systems on the side, and teams on the other side. Now, teams are really important, or team, because you need people who can support you and support your growth. Um, You have to have the money to hire them, which again is why income is at the top. But if you develop the right team, there's also a relationship where they will help generate more income for you and your practice. So who am I talking about when I say team? When I'm talking about a team, I'm really talking about lots of different kinds of people. So there's a couple different categories. One of them is therapists, having a therapy team. And these could be um, SLPs, could be SLPAs. It could be also, you could have a multidisciplinary therapy team. You could bring in OTs, you know, ABA, psychology, physical therapy, whatever, music therapy. Those people could be on your team as part of a therapy team. The next group of people who you may want on your team to support you might be like an administrative assistant, even a virtual assistant, people uh, who do billing for you, people who take care of all of your insurance, um, all of that stuff. Those are people who support your practice, who aren't therapists, but who help support the infrastructure and eventually growth of your business, okay? Um, Those people are all optional, but at some point, if you're doing more in your business that's taking you away from income-producing experiences and opportunities, you should really hire someone so that they can do the billing, which probably maybe you're not even that good at, or it takes you a long time, or it's frustrating, or it puts you in a bad mood, and you can be doing therapy instead, which you like, which you get a lot of satisfaction out of, and which you get paid more than you're actually going to pay the person who does the billing, okay? The last category of people that you want in your team are your financial and or legal team. So these are people like um, an accountant that you work closely with and that you trust, and um, a a lawyer. You may not need to have a lawyer all the time. You can maybe have someone kind of on call, but, you know, having people like that to support you to make sure that you have the right business entity lined up or that you're paying the right amount in quarterly estimated taxes or that you're taking all of the deductions that you are rightfully allowed to take. You need those people also on your team to help your business um, both, again, in terms of infrastructure and then in terms of growth. So those are the three main things that you need. It's just a three-part framework. I, I try to really, really simplify it in order to help your um, private practice grow. So remember, at the top, we have income. On one side, we have systems. And on the other side, we have teams. I hope this is, information has been helpful for you. And again, gives you a framework to think about growth because um, that'll also help prioritize what it is that you're doing in your practice. 
If this has been interesting to you and you want more information on this topic and, and also including what other things go under those spaces in the triangle, head over to growyourprivatepractice.com and I've just released a brand new video that goes through a lot of this for you. So, you know, I want everyone to be also thinking about having a growth mindset. If you're just getting started in private practice or if you haven't even started yet, I do want you to be thinking early about the future and what your private practice might look like. Um, you know, they take a while to grow. So I don't want you to, you know, go into this on day one thinking you need to have all of these things in place or it's not going to work out. You have to grow slowly and you have to grow as you can afford it, meaning you have enough clients and referral sources and uh, reimbursement and everything else to be able to invest in some of these things like systems and teams. Um, but again, I, I'm still always going to remain focused on on beginners. That's kind of where I got started. And that's really, um, I love helping beginners. But I'm also starting to really shift my attention toward thinking about how to better support growth phase private practitioners. And um, one of the ways that I'm doing that is through my membership, Grow Your Private Practice. Um, and you can learn more about that and also watch a, a more in-depth video about what I talked about today if you head over to growyourprivatepractice.com. So again, I hope this was helpful for you and um, stay tuned. We got another episode coming out next week and I look forward to seeing you in the Facebook group and uh, take care. Have a great week and be well. Go out there and help people. Take care. Now that you've listened to the episode, I want to invite you to a free training. Do you have a business background? Most SLPs who go into private practice don't. You went to grad school, not business school. But here you are trying to start or grow a private practice. The good news is business skills can be learned and I wanna help you make solid decisions on how to start and grow your private practice so you can serve your community and build a legacy while doing therapy on your own terms in your own time, and yes, make more money. I want to invite you to my free training specifically to help SLPs get the background information you need to know in order to be successful. There are two tracks, the start track and the grow track, because the needs of beginners and growth level private practitioners are very different. The trainings are short but thorough and can be consumed and put into action quickly. I wanna teach you how to think, act, and behave like the private practitioner you are meant to be so that you can step into the vision you have for your private practice and your life. And the best part, these trainings are completely free. To register right now, simply visit independentclinician.com, click start or grow, and we can get started right now. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.